Hey everybody, this is Nick Padiak. You are listening to the first episode of my podcast, I'll Be Damned, in which I sit and talk with interesting people who have interesting stories to tell. Uh, a little bit about me, I am a writer and editor and actor uh, with a background in journalism living in, the, in and around Chicago. Uh, for my first episode, I talked with Chris Miller, a friend of mine. He and I were in a show together. We were in a, a Neil Simon show called Barefoot in the Park. We performed in Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, for this talk, I went to his office at the College of DuPage in Glen Ellen. He is a professor there. Uh, we had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, nicholaspadiak.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-P-A-D-I-A-K. Dot com or I'm on Twitter at npadiak. Uh, before we get into this, I want to take time to thank Alex Johnson, my friend Alex Johnson, for the artwork for I'll Be Damned, and my friend Matt Pickett, who composed and wrote and performed the podcast theme song, which is great, and I hope you enjoy that. And I uh, also hope you enjoy my talk with Chris Miller. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Well, too. thank you. Thank you. you. I'll is drink that it for one sure. Of your nasty green concoctions that you make? No, this one is just coffee. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you were drinking something. Just looking I was. I know. The last it was, time I saw you. Yeah, it was like the. I still drink them, those protein yeah. shakes. Yeah. That's fucking gross. How long have you been doing that? I've been drinking them for about. Well, I started really getting hard on them when I got sober. Yeah. So I like. So, I don't know, probably about two years. Gotcha. 20 months, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've been sober about two years? Yeah, about, well, 20 months. So I just got. Uh, yeah, Mar or November twentieth was twenty months. So yeah, yeah, right it's going sweet, man. I mean, it's like it's just this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I run I run a meeting last night. I do the meetings a lot. You know, I talk to those people, whatever. I just and it's weird because there's like so many people that for the holidays just go back out and you know drinking that kind of stuff. But it's I don't know, man. Like I was talking to Johanna about this last night, and I was like. There's a guy that I know that like went back out there like 22 years of sober and now he's like 40s drinking hard, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and it was weird. I'm like, I told him I was like, I don't, know, I don't stand a chance, you know? And and it's funny because it's like alcohol is such a weird thing because it's it's always around, you always see it, and I would love to just go out right now and just have a beer with everybody. That'd be right. great. But fuck, man, I wish I told, I totally wish I my whole life was just going out and having a beer. Right. It ain't going to be like that. I'm going to go drink a beer. I'm going to have 20 of them. And then, or, or, that's not true, Nick. I'm going to go have three with everybody. Right? And I'll be totally, I'm like, oh, it's cool. And then on the way home, I'll stop by some liquor store. I'll buy a pint of vodka. I'll drink it, finish that before I get, because I'll drive, drink it in the car. I'll get back to where I'm going to my, near my house. I'll buy another one. I'll drink, you know, it's just, it, it turns into this, this whirlwind of just shit. Yeah. And I, so I just can't do it. Gotcha. But, it but it's cool, but it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. After some time, the program often tells you that's like, you know, you have an allergy to the alcohol. So that, and that's always been like that. Since I was fifteen, I was just saying this to John. I'm like, when I was, when I when I was like fifteen, I went to that first party and I just drank to oblivion. And every, I mean, not every time, but I would tell you, ninety two percent of the time, I drank to get 
wasted. Not just to hang out, but to get hammered. And if I wasn't getting hammered, I was going to get hammered at some point, right? Since you were 15? Since I was 15. Oh, shit. Since the first time I drank. I just, hardcore, just nonstop. Yeah. And so, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a real alcoholic, man. I just, I, legit, I legitimately have an issue when I drink alcohol. It has a different effect on my body than other people, it seems, right? Johanna had a glass of wine last night, and she didn't have any more. And I got this morning, and there's this bottle of wine, and it's got a glass out of it. You know, I'm like, how do you do that, you know? <laughs> so, but the point is, like, my life is just so much better because, <clears throat> I mean, I got on the scale this morning, I weighed 184. I, you know, I, before the snow hit, I ran 12 miles in an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, fuck you. Come on, Jesus man. I know, Christ. right? Like, I'm running hard. Like, I'm playing basketball. I'm playing basketball. I'm dominating when I'm playing basketball. I'm, my body is totally changing. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So my, so my body's totally, so my body's totally changing. So I'm, but I'm, I, I just finished my first doctorate class. Right? Oh, that's what I'm doing now. So that's why I'm not acting anymore. I'm not really? doing, I'm not doing anything anymore. Yeah. So when I got sick. When I, back in March, when I got that infection, I was in the, I mean, I was in the hospital for 12 days, right? So, I know, I know. So I'm in the hospital, and I had this moment at the end of it, and I was like, what am I doing? You know, I mean, I just had these moments, because I had this time where I was in there, and I said, I turned to the doctor, I'm there, I'm there, this is exactly how it went down. So I turned to the doctor, and I was in there, and I felt, I didn't feel good, because I was in so much pain. Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on, what, yeah. what was it exactly? So I had a, I had a, I had a they don't actually know, but I had a, a an infection in my sciatic joint. Okay. So your so your pelvis is two bones. Uh -huh. I didn't know this, and then your tailbone sits on top of that, right? Okay, so that little space that your tailbone hits to your your pelvis is a little. It's called the sciatic. People call it the sciatic nerve. They've right. heard that before. That gets pinched and that causes crazy pain in people's bodies. Well, mine got bacteria in it, so I had an they infection. They don't know how. They don't have any idea. They're a suit. Well. I went in there initially because they thought I had a bulging disc in my back. So when I left the show, I was just in a lot of pain. And they thought I just had a bulging disc. Like, right. you have a bulging disc, we'll take care of it. I was in there for three days. And then they were like, all right, head home and you'll, it'll get better. Yeah. All right, great. So I was out of school for a week. Stayed in my house, just bedridden completely. That must have been fun with two kids. Oh, God, and a wife that was gone all the time. Right? I mean, just constant. Yeah. So she left, so whatever. So I'm there, and I mean, she was great. Well, at the end of that week, we go into spring break. So we are supposed to go to Disneyland, right? So my, my wife was like, we're gonna go to Disney, you'll meet us in three days, right? And I was like, yes, I'll be there in three days. So I think that was the second weekend of our show. Was, oh, that was the plan? That, was that was the plan. Go, they were gonna, gonna go, I was gonna, show. yes, I was gonna do the plan and leave, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> so my plane ticket was supposed to leave on Tuesday or Monday or whatever. So they left, and then that weekend I just had a major setback. I mean, I was like, I started getting fever, and I was, but I was, and I was by myself, yeah. right? So, and I'm just popping pills just to take the pain away. Now, how is that for you as an alcoholic? Does that affect you? Does it? Is That's there... a great question. So I had to tell them all the time. Well, I don't have to, but I did. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm an alcoholic, and my doctor's like, we don't care. <laughs> you know, like we don't care. You know, you need to take these pills because it's gonna make you feel better. And yes, there is that element of. I can become addicted to those drugs. Mm -hmm. But I've never been a pill guy. You yeah. know, like, I have, I've had these pills forever. I think part of it, I never became a pill guy because I was always concerned that it was going to kill me with the alcohol because I knew I was drinking a ton of alcohol. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I take these pills, is that going to really screw me up? you're not going to stop. Yeah. You know, yeah. Alcohol. You know, so I'm like, well, am I going to die? Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I'll just fuck the pills. I don't need them. Well, anyway, so I wasn't drinking. So they're like, just take the pills. You know, you're going to feel, and, I, and at first I was like, I remember when I first took the pills, I was like, this is nice like because it was just like I, I didn't get it wasn't drunk but it was sort of like a buzzing you know, yeah. like this feels yeah. good 
but I realize I'm, like, I'm never gonna get addicted to them, right? So I'll take them. They're making my body. Feel, I feel better. I'm not. I'm not. Nick, I was in so much pain, dude. Like I couldn't. I couldn't roll over. I couldn't touch myself. I'd have to like when I was in my bed. I'd be there and I'd have to like lift up my right arm and push myself back. And it was just. I mean, I've never experienced this before. Where was the pain? Was it all? It was right here. Yeah, it was right okay. in my lower back and in my butt a little yeah. bit, right? But it never got to my back. It just sat in that area. It was just fucking killer. So anyway, so they went to Disneyland, and then I got like a fever, and I started getting really bad. And so I called my neighbor one day. I was like, "You need, I need help." Yeah. So they came over. They put me in my car. I went to the doctor. They took another set of tests or X-rays or whatever MRI. I got home, and I'm not kidding. Right when I was on a walker at this point, mm-hmm. so I got in my house, and right when I got home, I got up the steps. Finally, got in my house. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just take our time. I. I was in my house for a second. I'm like, okay, you'll be fine. And then right then the phone rang and there was a doctor and he was like, listen, we have a bed. We need you to come to the hospital right now. Like, why did they even let you leave? That's what I thought the same thing. What like, the hell? Why are you guys letting me go? Yeah. Like, like we well, need to come back right now. And I was like, okay, why? You know, look, we have a bed for you. You have an infection that is, I guess it went from this small dot over a week. It just exploded my whole back. And so they were like, we, we don't know what this is. So I got in there, and the doctor was like, we're going to check for cancer. We think maybe a bone cancer. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you shitting me right now? With your family gone. States away. Totally by myself. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I sat there, and, and then they right away, within an hour, they're like, it's not cancer. We're totally cool. We just to give it infection. Worst right. hour of your right. life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to take care of this. And I was like, okay. So four days being in the hospital, I'm not feeling better, but I'm like, why am I here? Like, I'm not... All that's happening is I'm laying in bed, yeah. you know, and it was and it was the horrible stuff, man. Like I had to take a shit, and I couldn't get my hand. I mean, people were trying to wipe me. It was, it was so gross. Jeez. It was such an it was so humbling, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so I was there, and I remember turning to the doctor one day, and I was like, "So why am I here?" You know, and the, people would come in like six times a day, and they would take blood from me, and they'd leave, and they nothing would happen from that. So no one was telling me anything. I wasn't doing any physical therapy. I was literally laying there. Yeah. And the doctor said, you know, or I, I, I said, so why am I here? You know, he goes, look, we, you have an infection that if it gets in your bones, if it gets in your blood, you're going to die. You're going to die. So we have to make sure this doesn't get into your blood. That's all we're checking for. That's where So the, were they like pumping you full of drugs to make sure that it wasn't getting in your blood or were they just monitoring it? I think they're just it? monitoring it. I know. And making sure, and, and, and giving me antibiotics to fight it, Got right? It. But to make sure we can stop it. Mm. And I was like, okay, great. And, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, that's all I need. Turn the TV on. I'll order these food. So I ordered a bunch of food and I was great. And then they told me I had to get a pick line. So I had to get this pick line in pick there. Line. So it's this like, I don't even think I can see it anymore. But it's taking like off this, his shirt. Yeah. So, so it's like this thing right here that's this dot, dot, right? Yeah. So it's this pick line is, I don't know what pick stands for right now. It's P-I-C-C. But what it is, is it's a, it's a tube that goes in. They, they, they take a, a little plastic tube. They in go your through, bicep. Yeah, through your bicep, through your, through your armpit, and then it goes right outside your heart. So this little piece of plastic sits right outside of it, right mm-hmm. by the ventricle. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to, I had to keep it for six weeks. So what had to happen was, it gets even worse. So at I'll first, hands yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, like, click, click. so it was three days a week, or every day, three, it was, but it was three times a day. So at, at midnight, I had to wake up with Johanna, and we had to take a um, we take antibiotics. One of those big, you know, did you have me in the hospital? They connect you up to the thing. Mm. So she had to take that, plug it into my, in because I this so this line had this, and then it had a, 
don't know, like a female end out of it. Like, like sure. you connect something to it, yeah. right? Like an IV. Yeah. Just, like, I can think of yeah. it, right? So it's this piece of plastic was sticking out of my arm with a piece of plastic in my for arm how? for six weeks, six man. Weeks. So it's stuck in there, and it had to be all, and I had to go in once a week and clean it all out, and they had to, whatever. So anyway, so Johanna would have to hook this thing up to the IV, and then make, I had a three-hour drip. So from 12 o'clock to 3 in the morning, I'd have to sit there and let this thing drip into my arm. Could you fall asleep? I, I, I did, because I, I couldn't get myself, so I'd be like, and then I set my alarm, and I'm like, okay, let's go. And I wake up, and my bag would be empty, and then I'd have to go until like, whatever, 12 o'clock noon again, and then do it again, another three-hour drip, and then... And now, are you still in a shitload of pain here? Tons. Okay. I'm, I'm tons the of pain. pain never really got never went away. Never okay. went away. I mean, it started to get better, right? Yeah. But it wasn't great. So it's fighting the infection. So, and then tw- and then twice during the day, then I had to take this other one, which was like a 15-minute drip, and I had to like connect this syringe to my skin and then, or the thing, and then push a little bit at a time. And so then you're not wait. at work? At no, I'm not. not. I, I was out of work for a month. Okay. One month I was out. Damn. I know. Unbelievable. Especially because it came, this infection hit the, the day I got one year of sobriety. So March 19th, so March 19th, March 20th. So I'm like, we had our show. Yeah. And I'm like, so it was that night. So that, the worst pain was the 19th going into the 20th. And I'm like, are you telling me right now I'm going to have one year of sobriety tomorrow and I'm, I mean, the worst yeah. pain in my life. You're just about to celebrate yourself. Unbelievable. Give me one year coin. I'm so excited. You think I, you're hot shit, man? Yeah, there you know, go. Hey, that's what, that was funny because it's like, that's what I, people, I remember when it happened at the time, I should probably talk about this again, but it, it confirmed a higher power to me. It confirmed it. Like I just had, because I had done all these plays and I was in school, my wife was back, things were great. And it was mm-hmm. almost like God said, or my higher power said, you're not, check yourself. Yeah. Like remember a year ago, you poorly fucked everything up. You screwed everyone over. You created a shit ton of pain. Here's another reminder. Yeah. What can happen? And it was weird because so when the when the doctor told me though that I had this pain that I had this infection that could kill me, I started to like thinking think about this class. But let me go back to this other thing because yeah. like this pick line. It was really weird because like I so I took this drip. And then if I administered it too fast, it would give me some called, something called Redmond's syndrome, which would make Something's my, pleasant. I know, I don't even know what it is. your whole body turns red. Oh, like a, like a well, that's not even an imaginative name. Right. No, it was awful. <laughs> and it made my whole, all my skin peel. No. Yes, man. And I'm talking like... Like you could physically peel off, peel off my Are you talking arm. like a sunburn? Like, like a, the top layer of yes. it? Jesus. My feet were brutal. Unreal. I mean, and that's huge. If, you, if it was too fast, it's too fast. So you did it too fast, did it too fast, and then right because we were doing it over three hours, and we were like, let's just turn it up a little bit because we set it for the three hour drip, and it ended up being like four hours. Yeah. Like, well, if I turn this up a little bit and get it done in two and a half, and I did that, and it killed, it ruined me. Never again. Never did. So I did that. So I did that. They were like, we got to get them off this. They put me on another one. Did the same thing, and I wasn't. Then I was like cautious of what I was doing. Yeah. It's just it made the rash worse. They gave me another one, which was used for like UTIs, urinary tract So changing the type of medicine. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, the type of a- antibiotic that they were giving me. Okay. Finally, they found one that worked. Yeah. I would put it, and then that was really nice because it was like four times a day for five minutes. And I'm like, well, this is way better. Why didn't you fucking give me that? Tell me about it. Like, start with this one and work my way up to the shit one. So I have to. So I so I did that, and then six weeks later, and I started. I just I just started feeling better. Like it was weird. Like. Took about a week, ten days, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I can sit up in the bed, and yeah. I can move around, and I still have my walker. I had my walker for a really long time, yeah. a real long time actually. Um, almost the I want to say on, well, that's not true. Probably a month. Yeah, that's humbling. Yeah, 
it was humbling. And it was a, I mean, a legit walker. You know, you had to go anywhere. And it was like, I have to, and I had a handicap sticker and everything. And you know, yeah. I'd walk places and I'd walk. So it was at that time when I was in the doc, when the doctor told me I was in, this might kill me, I started, this, I started to like reevaluate like what I was doing. You hadn't acted in how long? Since college. Since college. So that was how many years? So I, my so. last time was about, I was about 20. So okay. I was about for about 20 years of not So what made you get back into it? Sobriety. So I got it. So when I when I got sober, I was living in the halfway house. Not my parents. Where was this? This was in um, Brookfield by the zoo. Okay. So it was just basically twenty minutes from my house. Okay. So I was in this place, and when I was there, I got a call from a guy named Ron Ben Joseph, and he said, "Come audition for this show that I'm doing an oil lamp." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll do that." Right. So I well, that's not true. At first, I was like, "Dude, there's no way. Like, I'm not, dude. I'm like." a month sober, two months sober, I'm not going to start like, I'm going to go do a play. That seems right. so just frivolous that I would do it. I mean, I'm, I need to, I'm going to get a divorce at this point. I might lose my job. I'm going to have court supervision with my kids. This is all the things that I'm thinking about. And they're realistic at, at that time. And I'm like, I'm going to go do a play. I mean, right. really, that's what I'm going to do? Yeah. And so he said, and he said, and he told me, he said, um, just, you know, come do it anyway. And Johanna was like, you should go do it, you know. So I got cast in that play. And then... And what show was that? That was Making God Laugh. Or, yeah, yes, that was Making, that's not true. That was, um, um, not Making God Laugh. It was uh, Friends with, not Friends with Benefits. Dinner with Friends. Gotcha. So he was doing Dinner with Friends. <laughs> and, but they had seen me at the audition and, the, and Making God Laugh, they cast me first, um, Brent and Mark, these two, the director and the assistant director. So they cast me and then Ron got fired from the other show, right, whatever. So then, but they still cast me in this other show. So I had been doing, but, but once I did the first one, I was like, this is exactly what I've been missing. Some kind of creative outlet, something where I can spend my time in a healthy way. Um, I can not be Chris. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about all the shit that I'm going through right now. I can just work on the play. I can just be a character, and I can memorize the lines and do character study and all that, and it was great. And I was, it was exactly what I wanted, but... Once and then I just started getting cast. I mean, I just every time I would audition, they were just I was. I mean, I was and making God laugh. I was the alcoholic son, which is ironic. And then dinner with friends, I was the lead. And then the odd couple, I was the lead. And then barefoot in the park, I just wanted to do another show in another place. I'm like, this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna do go hit up all the generals in the fall, and I'm gonna work. Yeah. You know, screw it. My wife's a professional actress. I had a huge resentment for the longest time because I got out of theater because I fell in love with Johanna. That's mm -hmm. the truth, right? I mean, I was in. I, in college, I had done a lot of just leads, and Johanna was, she did leads too, but she, she's a singer, she's an act, you know, she's musical theater. And where did you go to school? In California, at Solano Community College. And, and that's um, where you met her? That's where I met her, yeah. And, but I, I realized I liked her a lot. I mean, like more than I ever thought. And so I thought, well, if, if I might marry this woman or date her for a long time, and I just wasn't liking, you have to know this, but like sometimes college theater programs just have people in it that I just don't want to associate with. Just some, yeah, just some, right? And I'm like, I don't want to be around you people anymore, right? This isn't. I'm an athlete, you know. I'm tired of getting hit on by guys, and that happened a lot. And I was just tired. I was like, I'm just. I mean, I thought this. It was straight up sexual harassment. Straight up. I mean, people grab my ass, grab my dick, just trying to kiss me all the time, take me. You know, I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm not gay. There's nothing anything wrong with that at all. Although. In my head at the time, there was something wrong with that. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I never knew any, I didn't have any gay friends. Nobody came out in the 90s, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. And HIV was huge, and Rock Hudson had just passed away, and all this yeah. stuff. And, and I just didn't want to be, it's not that it was like, 
fags. It wasn't like that. It was just like, they're, I, don't wanna, I don't understand this. And I don't know why you're hitting on me. That experience absolutely changed my philosophy about me doing that to women. Hitting oh, yeah. on women, saying inappropriate things, ogling. I mean, I certainly will ogle women, but I'm not going to be like, like gross. You know, I might say it to you in passing, but then we're done. And if you're like, yeah, and we let it go. Because I understand sexual harassment is different. Because I've been, I was harassed a lot. So anyway, <laughs> I was successful, man. I mean, I was doing really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I started, to, and I, I can remember making the decision though that said, I'm not going to act. I'm going to let Johanna do it. I will go get a regular job. And, and why, why was that the decision that you made? I don't know. I think it's part of the stubbornness in me. You know, it's kind of like this thing of like, and, and it was a little bit like that too now anyway, where I, I mean, I, I knew that I was doing well, but I've never had confidence in what I did on stage. Never. I'm all, every time I've done anything, I'm always like, I'm just totally a fake. Same. I'm just going through lines. Just, yeah. And you guys think this is great, but I'm just like, <laughs> you're just flying by the sea. I'm completely insecure. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have the confidence for it. At least I didn't think I did. And I'm like, if I get out of this, then I can get my security back. I can feel confident what I'm doing. I want to be with Johanna. I had intentions of going to Nebraska or coming to Illinois to do broadcast journalism. Sure. There's other career paths, you know. Why Nebraska? Because uh, my parents grew up in Nebraska, and I was a huge Cornhusker fan. That's wow. it. All right. I know. Like I'm gonna go to Glad a Big Ten school. I know. If anybody's <laughs> listening to this in Nebraska, I apologize. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <coughs> I'm laugh right now. I'm coughing. So, so when I when I left, and then I started to like see Johanna doing her stuff in her shows and comparing myself to everyone else. And this isn't like an alcoholic thing. I mean, it wasn't like I spent 25 years of just blackout drinking, right, at all. I, I didn't even really drink in college, right? I just, I mean, I, on the weekends with our friends, but I wouldn't drink during the week and whatever. Yeah. But I'd go see shows and I would literally be like, I can totally do this. I know I can do this. But I just kept sitting on it. And then I started to coach the speech and debate team. And so then I kind of become a director and I would help these kids do their stuff and they're becoming successful. And and I was I just found pleasure in that, right? And, and There's no resentment or jealousy that you felt with that? I did. Yeah. I mean, I started to, I mean, I know that always sat there. Yeah. It just kept building and building and building and building and building. Did it do that with, with Johanna as well? As yeah. You saw her I mean, not with Johanna. I bet I bet Johanna I bet resemble with Johanna because she was gone so much. Yeah. I mean, she would do two shows at once, and so she'd have rehearsals during the day, and then she'd have a show at night. And I just started. What happened was, I had all these. I had a ton of friends in high school. I got to college. I had friends with my theater friends. Then we came out here. I had some speech friends, and then I got into the workplace. So I started teaching, and I had some friends that not colleagues. really. I mean, colleagues, yeah. right? But I had no friend, and I still today I would pretty much say I don't have friends, yeah. right? I mean, but but I have a lot of colleagues, and so I had people that I would kind of associate with, whatever. But I would just I would teach, and I'd get home at seven o'clock. I had no kids. Johanna wasn't home. I would go to the gym. I'd go work out. I'd come back home, make a couple of drinks. I wouldn't be passed out. I just have a little buzz going on. I go to sleep, and I just lasted for a long time, and then. I came here to COD, same stuff just happened. And, but she was just always, always gone. Yeah. So that just started to kind of turn itself into, well, it's Saturday, so I'll start drinking at noon. I mean, yeah. football games are coming on, friends are hanging out, drink, right? Yeah. And, then, and, then it, and then that really compounded itself into, Johanna started thinking, like, I think you're drinking too much. And yeah. I'd be like, fuck you, all right, fine. So I'll not drink as much, or I'll drink, ah, damn. So I'll start drinking, like, I'll start drinking at, uh, 
you know, I just, then I'd start taking vodka and I'd hide it in the house. Right? Oh, I'd put it like in, yeah, I'd put it like in my toolbox downstairs just to, you know, that she doesn't see it. She doesn't get in there. Yeah, case but I could just have a little sip every now and then and I'd be fine. And I would, I'd be totally maintaining it all day. And I'd have some beers and I would have a beer and then go take a couple of shots of vodka and then, you know, I'd have yeah, my sixth or seventh beer and, you know, that seems to be okay. I mean, God, that, that in itself would be too much to drink. But I also then drank a fourth of a handle of vodka. So now, I'm, hey, whatever. That can just go on and on. But the point is, like, <clears throat> I just started feeling these resentments towards all that stuff. And I've realized by being sober, that's where, I mean, drinking is a symptom of something bigger, right? So I've realized over the past 20 months that I just have issues that I have to just kind of work through. Like, I told this to John last night. Like, this whole drinking thing, it legitimately was a midlife crisis. You know, where I just got myself to a point where I was just so mad at so many things. But I never admitted that. <clears throat> and I never went to therapy or to talk that stuff through. Yeah. I just drank it all away. And then I just got mad at Johanna. But then we started having kids. And then, so now I'm like, so now I'm not only, am I doing, now I don't, I'm not even doing the forensics team anymore. I have zero hobbies. All I'm doing is working, <clears throat> going home and taking care of this two-year-old who I dig. <laughs> But he's two, and he's stupid, and he doesn't even like me. You know, he, he likes me, but he wants you more than anyone else. Right. You're gone all the time, you know, and I don't have anything to go with, so I'm just going to drink, and I just would, it just went on and on. When you were with, even when you were with your son? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just with him. I mean, I would take him, like, let's go to the zoo, and I would grab something of vodka, and I would just take a drink on the way to the zoo, oh, you know, and my, it was terrible, man, it's very typical of alcoholics anyway, but just, I mean, you know, it just, God, so many times I could have gotten in trouble and lost my kids, but whatever, God's with you, I suppose. So, once I got back into theater, though, I realized, like, oh, I can do this, because even though I'm insecure, like, why? Like, why are you insecure about this? Like, and also, who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. People are coming out to watch you do shit. No one in the audience is wanting to do what you're doing right now. Right. And you actually really like it. So do it. And I realized, like, is acting really... I mean, for me, acting is just, like, allowing myself to explore the emotional behaviors of another person and then displaying that in front of people. Right. Memorizing lines, because people rely on you to say certain stuff. Right. But it's no different than anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like teaching in a lot of ways, right? So I'm like, don't be insecure. Just have fun doing it. You're doing this for, you're not doing this to earn money. You're not right. paying your house with this. You're doing it as a hobby. So, so I was able to do that. But the long start of this is that when I got sick and the doctor told me it might kill me, I started to think like, okay, is acting, you have two of choices here, Chris. You can either go down the acting path, which is great, and you don't know what's going to happen with that. Or... I want you to get into a doctor program because I'm at the point where, dude, my brain works so much differently right now for 20 months, I can't even put it into words for you. Like, the logical conclusions that I make about certain things or the emotional, the emotional connections, I mean, just the way I view stuff. Like, things can happen to me and I don't immediately go to like, I don't even at all go to alcohol anymore. I just go to, okay, well, why are we upset? You know, what's happening? Why are we upset? Are you allowed to be upset right now about this? To be this angry about it or to be this perturbed or, and if you are, well then, what's up? Yeah. Why are you mad? Why are you mad at your kid? Like, you know, why will do something wrong? I'm like, stop that! And I'm like, and I am so good about this. Like, I immediately go, why did, okay, why did we just quit? You better figure this shit out now. Yeah. Call somebody right away. If you can't call somebody, what 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 did you what happened? You know, like 
why are you so mad? Yeah. You mad at him because he's seven? Because he was going to pour milk by himself into a cup and you watched him do it the entire time and you can see that it's a full gallon of milk and he poured a little bit on the ground and now you're yelling at him? Like, why don't you fucking grow up, dude? <laughs> like, you know, like, teach him how to do it. Help him do it. Hold the cup. And if he spills, realize, have you never spilled milk before, Chris? Fuck. There's literally an expression. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no crazy. Exactly. There's a literally an expression over this particular behavior. So I, so I, so I don't, so I'm able to stop that, right? So the, but these, these things that are, gosh damn it. So these things that keep happening are like, I just got to this point where I was like, I need my doctorate. I, I need my doctorate because I have always wanted it, right? I just, I, I, yes, I wanted to be called doctor for sure, but that's such a selfish, but it, but, but it was also it was a monetary thing. I mean, I'm losing $32,000 a year by not having this doctorate. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, you, could you keep your job? Like the same job, the same I job I'm doing right now, $32,000 a, a year. Of fucking Tell money. me that's about That's a it. salary. You're over, losing a salary. Over 25 years, it's a million dollar loss. Damn. By not just going to get it. Yeah. Now, I didn't do it before because I didn't have any interest in getting it, right? Well, that's not true. I did. I just didn't think I'd be able to stay sober the whole time, yeah. right? I mean, I, I knew that. I'm like, I'm drinking all the Steve, time. Fuck yeah, up totally. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. screw this up somehow. I'm I'm not motivated at all to do it. So like, why the fuck don't you go do this? Yeah. So so I went to NIU where I have both my degrees in the first place, and I was like, where can I get a degree at? And I knew I wanted to get an education. I don't want to get a PhD in communication. I just don't want to. Right? I just don't. I so want to get an education. I'm getting an education. Yeah, I'm getting an EDD. Right, so an educational doctorate, an EDD. EDD. So like doctorate degrees are like MDs, PhDs, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. DDSs. But in, it's an education, it's a doctorate of education. Yeah. So like, I guess in some circles, academic circles, like the EDD isn't as quality as a PhD, sure. whatever. I don't think that at all, but I see it, okay, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, the point though, like, because I'm at the place now where I want to teach teachers how to teach, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to get my, I want to, I want, to I want to learn about pedagogy. I want to learn about pedagogical philosophies, mm. you know, and I love it. I mean, there's opportunities that still exist. I can still go down the acting thing. I've, I've learned. I just can't do it all the time. Right. And I'm not losing money. I mean, dude, when I was driving up to any of those places, yeah, that was a you know, I mean, yeah. it's an hour, and yeah. I'm doing this seven days a week. Right. I I'm making $600 for the entire show. Like, I'm losing money to get on stage. Yeah. And, and I'm, not only am I losing money, but man, I'm losing time with my kids. And it, I absolutely needed to do that. And I still do need to do that, to be honest. But doing this doctor program and assuming, let's just hope that I get through it all because God knows who knows what can happen. But if, assuming I get it, man, my, this, my life becomes this, you know, it just opens up. I think of it like as a shot. I don't, mind, I don't like using gun metaphors, but it's like a shotgun shot. You know, it's, it just opens up this huge, I can go into any direction that I want now. I can stay here, but I can go move because I hate the cold. So I'm like, it was just last night, I'm like, why do I live in Arizona? And I'm like, why don't you finish the doctorate and then go to Arizona? Go down there and you can be a dean of an instruction somewhere or yeah. go teach. I mean, like, you don't have, you can go into the real world. You can go work for companies, you know, mm -hmm. so... It all started though when I got sick. Like I remember, I had that moment though, and I just said, "If I'm gonna die anyway, then I'm not go a." This is when my sobriety got solidified. I was like, "I ain't going down as a drunk. There's no fucking way. <laughs> Fuck you, alcohol. I'm not going down as a drunk. I'm not gonna drink myself to death. That's not gonna happen. And if I have to like every now and then have a fleeting moment, like finishing a thing with Dan and we win and everyone's gonna go out, I'm like, oh, God, this would be so great to drink right now. Those fleeting hard moments yeah. for." Everything else that I get, 
fuck you, alcohol. I don't need it. I don't need it these days. I don't need it. I certainly should, don't want it, yeah. right? Well, let's take that back. I want it. I don't, but I, you know, I can't have it. You right? can actually see ahead. You don't, right. You can look at what it, what's beyond. Absolutely, it. and I don't need to have that one moment. I can have so many other things. I mean, I can have friendships with people. You know, you, you and I have been trying to do this for six weeks almost, right? And I was like, dude, I'm in. Let me get through these, let me get through this doctor program on my classes at this point. Let me just get to a place where I'm calmer. Right. But like, <clears throat> I can hang out with my kids. I can coach his basketball team. I can, I can ask my wife if we can have sex and not have to worry about her. Because if she says, hang it, if she says no, then I'm like, I don't have to go like, what did I do wrong? I can be like, well, she's probably super busy. Right. And it's just not going to happen. I don't have to be a jerk about it, right? I can, but I can experience that love with her. And I can experience the love with other people. All because I don't have alcohol in my body. And then I don't have to have it in containers and lying about it, right? And like I said, it's hard. There's times that it's hard. Friday, when the semester ends, i got to be real aware of that. Because that used to be, submit all my grades, ah, vacation. Let's tie one on tonight. Right, which most people would do. Right. Well, that ain't gonna be me. I gotta figure out something else to do. So what do you do? So many other things, man. Like I was just funny because I thought about it, like in my head. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make some sweet coffee. Like I'm gonna like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy like expensive coffee and make a good thing out of that. I'm gonna go see whatever movies I want to go see, and I'm gonna eat the shit out of whatever I want. Like, what do I want to eat? Well, I'm gonna go eat that, and I'm not even gonna. Think about how many calories this might be. Well, you're fucking running 12 miles. Totally. The fuck out of who I care if I have a pound of chocolate cake. <laughs> you know, like I would used to go out and go to, you know, the to Cheesecake Factory yeah. and order like a meal and have part of it and like, oh, no dessert for me. Fuck you, I'm not having dessert, motherfucker. I'm going to have what kind of cheesecake you guys have, <laughs> right? And I'm taking one of them. Exactly. I'll take all of them and I'm going to eat everybody. And people are like, can I have some? I'm like, no, you can't. I'm like, of course. But exactly. But I can eat all that stuff. Like, I'll go shopping. I'll hang out with my kids. I'll try to have sex with my wife. You know, like, there's, there's things I have. And I'll go to meetings. And I'll go talk to another, another drunk. Like, I want to remind myself of what it used to be like. Because that little fleeting... That strong urge that'll come up, that I'll know, that I'll exp- I, I can even experience it now. I mean, if I'm thinking, I'm like, and I can, I feel it now. That that heat that alcohol used to bring me, I can, I feel that now, yeah. right? But I'm like, that just ain't gonna be what you're gonna do, right. because what, what's the point? You're gonna drink over the holiday, and then you're not gonna teach again in the in January. You're not gonna start your doctorate program again. You're gonna be, make everyone mad at you. And you know, what? let me take this, Nick. Fuck everyone else being mad at me. I don't care if you're mad at me. My wife's mad at me. My pastor's mad at me. My colleagues. I would be mad at me. Yeah. I would be disappointed in that, right? Um, I mean, not only not only would I not be living in my house anymore, I wouldn't see my kids, I would be mad. Yeah. You know, like, I have worked... Dude, when I was at rehab, my blood pressure was 220 over 180. I weighed, like, 240-some pounds. Yeah, that's not it. No, <laughs> you know? And now here I am running 12 miles in an hour and 40 I mean, come on. And I'm eating. Dude, if you go to my car right now, I just bought a new Mazda 2016 CX-5. I, in that thing is a, a bag, a large bag of M&Ms. And when I get outside, I'm going to pour a big pile of it and I'm going to shove them all. I'm not going to eat one at a time. I'm going to eat all of them at Do once. Do you want the original M&Ms? Or and, they, they oh, they're peanut? Meat, they're peanut. Of course. And, I gotta go and, and, I, and I'm not going to like just suck the chocolate off. I'm going to fucking eat them you know like like a fucking monster yeah like a monster oh, yeah. like and then the I'm gonna pour another eat. one in my hand I'm gonna do it again I'm not gonna eat the whole bag cause I'm not a fucking I'm not a chocolate alcoholic right whatever sure. I'm not gonna I don't need all of it but you bet your ass I'm gonna appreciate this so <laughs> so there's like all these little things that I get to do now 
not only just like tangible things, but like emotional stuff. Like if I'm mad at something, I can be mad at it because I can explain it. I used to get mad because I was drinking or it was keeping me from drinking. I know that was part of it, right? But but now I'm like, if I'm in a bad, like I'm sick right now. So if I'm sick, I'm going to take a DayQuil. Yeah. I don't care. I can take it. If there's a student that's bothering me, I can tell them, like, you have annoyed me. And here's why. Because I'm not thinking irrationally. I'm right. thinking completely logically. So how did you get, you mentioned that you never went to therapy. Have you gone to therapy ever since, like, yeah. since you got sober? When I got sober, I mean, Johan and I, for like, help, for like marriage stuff, we oh, yeah. went for like a month. Yeah. But I don't, I don't go to therapy now. I just go to a lot of meetings. Just right? AA and that's meetings? AA meetings. And those are like, for me, it's a lot like it's like group therapy, to right. be honest. Right? You go there, I talk to other people, I talk about myself, I, I experience it. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, I don't, I'm certainly not promoting it or that kind of stuff, but it's just a place that I like to go that I feel, they say this a lot in those rooms and those people are like, you feel like you're at home. And you just do. You're, there's, there is no other place. Eh, that's not true anymore, I suppose. But when I first got sober, there was no place that I felt as comfortable as I was in the rooms. Yeah. Right? Just, I could go there, I'm like, can I just tell you guys my shit? And the people are like, go ahead. Yeah. People want to hear that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, now I feel comfortable at work. I feel comfortable with you. I feel comfortable at home. Right. I feel comfortable at meetings. You know, but I go there and I do my stuff. And How often do you go? Um, right now, I'm probably going like four days a week, probably. Roughly. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was seven, two days, two meetings a day. Okay. You know, and there's been times where I'm like, okay, I got one meeting in this week, but I'm like, I just had things I had to do, right? right? But when I, when I lack on my meetings or I kind of pull back on them, I got to just call other people, talk to other people, yeah. just to be like, hey, what's up, just checking in, you know, and um, that's why you have sponsors and that kind of sure. stuff, right? But so do you find that if you're not going to meetings that you, your urge is greater or you, you feel a little more out of control? Yeah, you know, I don't have like the urge to drink, but I definitely, things upset me more quickly, sure. right? Like I don't, like if I were to yell at my kid, I wouldn't have the immediate within 30 seconds, reevaluate what you just did, apologize to, or make amends with the Wyatt, or apologize to Wyatt, you know, set that record straight real quickly, explain yeah. to you why you did it. I might sit on that for five, seven minutes, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. I, I am consciously aware though that like, you're taking too long to get, to correct this behavior. So right. let's, we need to probably call someone right now, right? Just to, cause I'm not like, drinks my problem. But here's the thing, yelling at my kid over spilled milk is one thing, right? Having a close friend of mine die is different, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, if you're gonna freak out about your kids spilling milk, what's it gonna be like if something tragic happens? Which right. happens a lot, happens all the time, right? Sure. So what are you gonna do? You know, are you gonna be at that time gonna be able to go like, eh, I'll correct my behaviors in ten minutes, or are you <laughs> going to go pound? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because that's happened to me in my past. I mean, I've had a student that is, you know, I need help, Miller, and I'm like, I'll help you over the weekend, and then on Monday I came back in and she was gone. She died of a heroin no overdose. Yeah, here at school. And oh shit! Yeah, and I, that was—that's the first time I relapsed. I was been sober for four and a half months. I was really slacking on meetings and doing. I was like, I got this. This is easy. Yeah. I got it, right? And that student—they knew I was an AA, and they—she came up to me at my office, and she was like, "I'm thinking I'm—I'm—I I'm, have some problem with drugs, heroin. I'm kind of on heroin." And I was like, "You know, let me over the weekend. I'll find someone. I'll help." I'm like, "I don't know how to work with drugs," which is a lie. I mean, I, I don't know how to handle drugs. I don't—I've never done drugs, but. I could certainly help you, right? I can talk to your language and get you at least talking to someone else. I'm like, I'll talk to you over the weekend. And I just didn't, right? Or I'll find someone. And I never did. But on Monday, I came to school and she was dead. And by noon, I was drunk. No shit. Yeah. I taught at 8 o'clock class and at 9 o'clock class. I got done at 10. I run. I, I, and I, I, in the middle of class, I told myself, like, I'm going to get drunk as soon as this is over. 
boom, done. Yeah. I jumped in my car, jumped to 7-Eleven, and I was drunk. And I, then I drank for another five months until I had my big fallout. And then I, that's when my wife kicked me out and went to rehab. And it kind of really started the whole shebang. Yeah. But it was, so what's going to ha- happen now? I'm 20 months sober. Like, am I secure enough that if something like that happens again, I'm not gonna go drink? Yeah. I hope so. I think so. You know, but I'm 42. My parents are older. My parents are gonna pass. Mm-hmm. You're gonna drink when your mom dies. You know, that right. woman who took you in. Are you gonna drink over that time? Well, you will if you don't go to meetings. Right. I, I genuinely believe. I well, I will. There's a much more likelihood of a chance that if I'm not connected to the people, the program, my my higher power, all the things that I've kind of learned from this thing, mm-hmm. there's a real good chance that I'll go start drinking again. Yeah. And then I'm screwed. And then so I'm you, you've it. talked about the higher power a couple of times. Is yeah. that something that you believed in before all this? I've always had a God thing, right? I was raised Catholic and I've always had kind of God in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but after going to kind of learning about the program, there's just a big, like the thing about, I think what scared me initially about AA in general was that I heard about this God thing. And I was like, I don't want to fuck God. Right. God's bullshit. I've asked God to help me drop drinking. I've been on my knees plenty of times saying, God, please stop me from drinking. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God does. My interpretation of God doesn't do that. Yeah. right? He doesn't like, oh, you want a new car? Well, then just turn around. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's a, not Oprah. Like, no, no, yeah, it's not a genie. Ah, <laughs> oh, genie. <laughs> so, it's, so when I got in there and they were like, you just need to kind of put yourself in place. Like, just like my view of this higher power thing is not like a Jesus thing. Like that's the thing when people first get the, when they first, when you get it a little bit and you're like, so I can make up my own version of God. And you're like, yes, you can have your own conceptualization of God, whatever the fuck you want. You just have to believe that there's something greater than you that exists. Yeah. Plain and simple. So what's yours? <clears throat> that's a great question. From honestly and truly, it's energy. That's the only way for me to put it. Right, that because I don't believe that Jesus is my savior, that Jesus came and maybe he did. I don't know, right? I don't think that Muhammad or what some other anything else that's out there came and with some human form came and touched me, and my life is now blessed. And if I worship this guy, I'm gonna all of a sudden feel salvation. I feel that God. From things that are, you've heard these stories of like soldiers or people that have been like in an, in an ER and they've had someone dying and they were holding them and as soon as they died they felt this like rush of, of and they were like, I got really cold yeah. or I felt like this like the wind like blew and they're like, what was, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I, and then people were like, it's a soul leaving the body and I am 100% convinced that that's what it is, right? Like that there is a collection of energy that amasses itself in our body, whatever. And that energy is released all the time, and, and it and it soaks in from other things. So when you when I talk to you, there's a different energy that I experience, and I hope that I give something back to you. Yeah. And that when we breathe, that we take that in with each other, right? Molecules that I don't understand, right? That do something about us. But when I die, I feel as if that energy mass is held together by everything that happens because the body's alive. When the body passes, there's nothing to hold it. So I feel like it just goes, which then makes everything in my mind uh, valid. Reincarnation's valid. Some energy particles go flying up in the air, go into some bird that gets into whatever, and he or she gets impregnates another bird, and that becomes a thing, and then my cell, my energy is in this bird. For sure. Circle of life. You're right. Life. And yeah. it goes all the way around. And so it's like this, just this energy thing. So when I pray to God, I'm just like, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. You know, like, 
I just feel like I'm such a minor, minuscule part of this vast universe. I mean, it's such so philosophical and stupid, but like, just this, I'm just, I have this small little part that I get to take care of, that I, for some reason, was put um, in this particular body, with this skin, with these bones, this brain, and this is what I get, right? For whatever long that's going to be. And that'll be it. Right. So, but I think, and, 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 and did the Big Bang happen? Probably. I don't know. But like, who, who or what created the neutrinos to smack into each other to allow the universe to grow? I don't know. Right. Energy. Whatever the fuck this is. Okay, well, the point, though, is this. Like, so how does alcohol play into that? Well, alcohol ruins that. It ruins that energy, right? It, like, it comes in and it, because it's a chemical. So that chemical seems to fucking work weird in my brain, you sure. know? And, and so if I can eliminate that, if I can ask the energy to, like, as an, as an energy source, can we just agree to not consume that? Mm-hmm. Like, I smoke cigarettes every now and then, right? I don't care. Right, like I was that bad for my lungs? Yes, it is. <laughs> but like, I don't care. It doesn't have that same effect on me. Yeah. Do I want to get rid of it? Yeah, because I could probably run twelve miles in an hour and a half rather than an hour forty. Right. But I don't want to stop that yet. Right? Yeah. I go to AA meetings and people are smoking outside. I'm gonna smoke with you guys. Sure. I don't know. I like the taste. That's it. Right? It doesn't make me feel like how it makes me feel. So I just like the process of it. Right. But when alcohol is concerned that seems to really screw up my connection to this energy thing that I have completely been able to work on over 20 months that I had when I was a kid, um, but I lost it, right? What do you mean when you say that? Like you you were pro- you knew it as you were a kid? Like you yeah. were aware of it yeah. and then you lost that connection? Yeah, as a kid I used to talk to God all the time. I mean, I just... That was, like, it was like a Catholic guy. Yeah, very, point, very like much. Like a bearded yeah. guy in, in the Jesus sky. and yeah. God and a God with a white beard sure. and he's... You know, got a staff in his hand. Yeah, exactly. And you are doing this and very vengeful and Mm -hmm. whatever, but pray and you'll be okay and live a good life and things will work themselves out. And that never went away, right? I just, I honestly, I got, I I, I went to school and I learned that the Bible was edited and and there's all these different versions and religions of these people fight over religion and they kill people over the sake of Jesus. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then I never explored that. Not to mention, I just experienced you know, alcohol, sex, I got, became older, and I'm like, I got all, I do this on my own. I got it covered. Yeah, I can do this, you know, I can yeah. manage alcohol. I mean, I might drink too much, but whatever, who doesn't? Yeah. There's a shit ton of people that drink too much, right? <laughs> so I'm just one of them, right? And then it just, and then it spiraled into something else that was a behavior that I don't like. Right. Hiding alcohol in ceiling tiles, yeah, that's driving with your kids with alcohol, when you're already drunk, in the snow, in the blizzard, putting a baby, a, a, my daughter who is, three months old you're put her in a car seat in the fucking freezing cold dude to drive to go get more vodka dude you gotta that's a problem yeah. right that's that's irresponsible behavior that I don't want to be associated with anymore did you know it at the time I mean you had to have a, an inkling that that was irresponsible behavior yeah well, absolutely I knew it was wrong yeah. but I couldn't here's the thing man I couldn't stop myself from doing it mm-hmm. I would sit there and I would be like you don't need it don't go get it and I would just get antsy and jittery and like, well, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I, 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 I just have a little bit more. And just, it's just up the street. And it was true. Just drive up the street. It was $10. Get a little, get a fifth. Yeah. Bring it home. Sip it at a time. And everything was great. 
right? Nothing changed, but I absolutely, I'm leaving you in the car to go get it, yeah. right? I mean, at any given time, some cop could pull up on the screen. I absolutely knew. I just couldn't not not do it. I just had to have it. Well, it's an addiction. Right, exactly. It's that chemical imbalance, right? That, that's what they said with the physical allergy in the meetings. Yeah. That's interesting. I never heard of it that way. Physical yeah, allergy. The physical allergy. I mean, we talk about it. the book itself, which is written in thirty nine, says it's it's two things: the physical allergy compounded by a mental obsession. So you have alcohol in your body. For some reason, we have developed, or we were born with a physical allergy to alcohol. Yeah. So, and I really feel like I was born with a physical allergy. I mean, the first time I drank, I got wasted, and every time since then, it's not like I developed this over time. Right. Was it uh, present in your family also? Yeah, I think so. I think my mom has told me like my grandpa's an alcoholic. A couple of my uncles have drinking issues, that kind of stuff. But it's not like, I certainly don't have a person in my life that'd be like, oh, my uncle, you know, Fred was, whoa, that guy was yeah. crazy. And it's not like your, your parents were? Yeah, don't drink anything. Really? Um, yeah. They, they may, may have, my dad may have like a beer a year. Yeah. Like literally my mom never drinks. So how were they with, as you were going through this process, I mean the whole process, getting... You yeah. know, being a drunk and then getting sober, how, yeah. how did they react? I mean, it was funny because, like, when they were, because they live in California, so they never really got to see it, but they would always know. Like, they could hear my voice when I would call, or I'd be like, I'll call you tomorrow, and I never would call. But, yeah. but when I got, when I needed to get sober that last time, I called my mom and my dad. I was like, I need to come home. I just, I need to go somewhere where no one's going to fucking judge me, mm-hmm. and I can live in the real world, too, right? And they were great. They were unbelievable. And it was crazy because, like, there's, my parents and I are just very different people. We just are, politically in particular, right? And, and I mean, very, and it, it seems like that, that the void is becoming larger. I mean, it's just, of course, it's, yeah, yeah, it's becoming more polarized. Well, so much more polarized, great word. And so I just, so I'm like, so when I went out there, though, I, that, that, that stuff was all gone. And now I've been sober, it's kind of come back a little bit. So like, yeah. I've kind of gone back to the old relationship I used to have with my parents. I just don't talk to them as much as I have. And right. part of that is because we just don't have a lot in common, right? Yeah. But they're my mom and my dad. And I think they're just like, we're always here for you. Yeah. If you don't need us, you don't need us. Right? Yeah. I mean, my parents kind of... Nice, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, parents kind of raised me like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I can remember as a kid, you know, having jobs on, you know, paper routes and stuff. And buy your own bike. You want a bike? You buy your own bike. And we're not going to buy you a bike. You know, you want clothes? Buy your own clothes. You're you setting up to be a person. Totally. Not a, not a dependent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they definitely did that. Right? Um... But that has, I think it has a, I think it's had an adverse effect with our relationship because I'm sort of like, you put me on my own forever, so right. what the fuck? Like, so you, I don't need you. Right. You need yeah. me to call you? Well, what are we going to, what do you want to talk about? Like, yeah. the state of the world? Well, I've seen on Facebook how you feel about the state of the world, right? <laughs> so like, right, that. and I don't want to hear it. So you want to talk about, like, my younger brother? Well, okay, we can do that, but I don't want to talk about him, right? Like, I want to talk, want to talk about my kids? We can talk about my kids, I guess, but I just don't have a lot of time. So, so it's unfortunate because of that, but I'm like, well, this is also kind of the person that you made, right? Yeah. Exactly. How many how many siblings do you have? Two younger brothers. Two younger brothers. Yeah, so you close tr- with them? Uh, I'm, I used to. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not time. I'm not time. I mean, I don't talk to them hardly ever as well. Are I'm they not, still out in California? Yeah, my brother just moved out there. He used to live in Illinois. Yeah, right. so I used to be much more in touch with him than I before I moved in. My brother Matt is in the Air Force, and he lives in Jersey. Gotcha. I just don't talk to him very often. Yeah. Right. It's not like I don't have anything in common with him, but I. Kind of just don't have a lot in common with him, to be honest. Right? <laughs> and he's just like, no one's an actor. No one does the same stuff that I do. Yeah. You know? And like, 
my brother Troy is like super crazy smart, you know, and he does his own thing and whatever. And he's, is that the one in the Air Force? Or the Air Force? Uh, no, he's the one. He's the principal of a high school or oh, an uh, elementary junior high. My brother Matt. My brother Matt is also really smart, but just academically always seemed to struggle. Yeah. But he's an Air Force guy. He's an Air Force guy. He's right winged, you know. He has a lot in common with my parents. He does that, right? But and I and I've always kind of just resentment towards this because my parents seem to help my brothers more than they help me financially in particular, oh, right? Sure. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, I think that's because you were the oldest. I don't know. I think I think it's because my parents struggled with money when I was growing up, yeah. so I just didn't have it. And then also my parents kind of like got some secure jobs, and I, and, and then I left. I yeah. mean, my parents have not financially helped me since I was 18 years old, yeah. and so even probably before that, arguably, I mean, they gave me food and shelter and stuff and clothing, <laughs> right. but. Yeah, we came to anything else, frivolous stuff. I never got that from my parents. And so, um, but my brother, yeah, no, it's the best shit up there. Oh, all right. But so, like, my, so my, so my, my, but Matt Matt was just, yeah, I mean, he just had this, they they just took care of him differently, right? And I don't have resentments towards him necessarily. It's just, it's like, eh, whatever. Just the way our relationship is. So I don't have, I don't really have that with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they handle the alcohol stuff pretty well. You know, and I call them now, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, I could call my parents, and I could talk about it. And then, so the, the thing, here's the thing about being sober now is that I don't want to talk. I mean, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but I don't talk about it a lot. Sure. You know, I'm like... And it's got to be exhausting. It's exhausting after some time. Plus, like, you're going to meetings. Right, right. I, don't, I talk about them there. When I come out of the meeting, I don't want to have a conversation with my parents about my alcoholism. Right. How are things going? Fine. Sure. I, what do you mean? Let's I don't talk about to, the Cubs now. Anything. You know, anything. Right. And we don't, ha- we, we don't have those things to talk about. Like, sure. we're going to talk about Trump and Bernie Sanders. We're not going to talk about this. Yeah. So, my kids, okay, well, why don't you call them? Right. You, know, you know, I don't call you, but you don't call me either. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just that weird place where I don't want to talk about alcohol anymore. I'm not with them. And yeah. I have a community of people I can talk to them about. And so, uh, but, but they're, like, supportive, you know? And I'm... And if I got drunk again, I would call them and they'd be like, come on home again. Isn't like, that weird? I mean, and it's weird. Like, sometimes I, I, I feel like we're both pretty social people. You sure. and I connected pretty Absolutely. well as soon as we met. And I yeah. feel like I've got, you know, a little bit of like the gift of gab sort of a thing. Sure. I can talk with anybody about anything. Sure. But then there are other times when I'm just like, I have nothing to fucking say to you right now. Totally. You know, to put yourself in a social situation, just like standing there. You know, holding a plate of food and a cup of water, and you're like, so I could talk about anything, but I don't fucking want to. Right, I I have nothing to talk about. No, and I'll tell you, being sober helped me get to that place because I used to go to those situations to be like, I have to entertain people. Oh yeah, like I have to be the guy that everyone's talking about. And now, fuck that shit, man. I'm over here eating a plate of food. You guys get drunk over there and talk and do your shit, and I'm gonna literally hang here and watch. So is that the kind of kind of alcoholic that you were, the kind of drinker that you were, you were the life of the party Just life guy. of the party. Yeah. Yeah, I just go there and be like, let's, what are we doing now? Let's, yeah. let's, let's go more. Be like, Chris is here. That's exactly how it used to be. I would walk into a party and be like, ah, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Oh my God. It was hard, so hard. Yeah. And that's why it's hard even now to go out because people are like, hey, Chris is here. Yeah. And and like, hey, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, and what's been cool is that people now know my story and they don't care. Like, quick story, but like, I had my um, my neighbors, my sons, my son's best friend Charlie, his friends um, Andy and Jason. We um, it was uh, Halloween, so we were going to go trick or treating together. So John was at work, so I got the kids all packed up. It was a horrible, rainy, cold day, but all of a sudden, at four o'clock, it all opened up. So the entire neighborhood opens up. All right, so I texted them and said, "Hey, we're going to be walking around. Great." I didn't hear from them. Half an hour later, I heard from them. "Hey, we're on your block. We're going to be." I'm like, "We'll walk towards you." So great, we'll walk towards them. We see him. Hey, so now it's like eight kids, nine kids, 
six parents and we're walking, right? And it's and it was great, right? And they all know my story. They yeah. know all that I fucked up and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I noticed that they're all carrying red solo cups, right? So they're all carrying their cups and they're doing stuff and you can smell it on them, right? That's sure. the thing about being an alcoholic for whatever reason, it's still very potent smell. Yeah. So they're doing their stuff and this uh, Kristen, she turns to Andy and she says, she's got her cup is empty. She's like, oh, we gotta get back to your house because my cup is empty, right? Yeah. And Andy, who's, Andy's great. And he has a backpack on and, and, um, and she's got her water bottle. She's like, I don't know about you, but I'm staying hydrated. And she takes this thing and squirts it in her mouth, right? It's clearly alcohol or whatever. Sure. She does her thing. And so I turned, to, I turned to Andy and Kristen and I said, hold on a second. Are you guys actually telling me right now that you have a backpack with you and you're out of alcohol? <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I said, and I was like, I got to teach you guys how to do this the right way. Yeah. Right? And, they, and Kristen, she has her umbrella. Yeah, exactly. She has her umbrella. She poked, she's like, you shut up. And I was like, I'm just telling you, this is, this is embarrassing to be with you. Yeah. Right? Like, I was a professional. I know, like, you guys are, okay. you have a backpack. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you holding their keys? Yeah. You know? What the hell was this in the backpack? I don't even know. Really? Was it a style thing yeah. you're going with? Right. So the thing about being a drug today is that I can joke about that, mm -hmm. right? And I would prefer to joke about it because if I joke about it, then who cares? Takes Everyone away exactly. Yeah. Every, it takes away the power. Yeah. Everyone knows that I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Everyone knows that I don't want to be a drunk anymore. But I want to fucking hang. Right. I want. Cause I said it before. I don't have friends. You guys are friendly with me. We're laughing. I don't have to worry about leaving you. Okay, can you guys watch Wyatt so I can go back and drink? And I don't have to. And I can be close to you right now. You want a hug? I'll give you a hug. I don't have to worry about smelling yeah. any of that shit. I can just be a regular guy. Do I miss not having the solo cup? You bet your fucking ass I do. Yeah. I absolutely miss having that 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 buzz. The yeah. buzz of alcohol brings you and happy and drunk. I absolutely miss it, right? But not more than I miss being with these people. Sure. That I can just hang with them and that they can trust me and that they're like, hey, we're gonna Chris, I'm gonna like, we're gonna have for the kids. I'll take all eight of them with me and we'll go up there, guys. And they're all back to talk with their friends, doing whatever. But I think because they stuff that I have, some of those houses have alcohol, so they're like, yeah. we're all gonna drink. I'm like. I'm out of here. I'm going to go up the thing. I'm like, we'll catch you in a second. But they yeah. all fucking trust me to watch their kids. And I can trust me to watch their kids. And do I miss the alcohol? Absolutely I do. But they're non-alcoholics. So they can drink. And when they're and if they get drunk tonight and they, if they have a hangover tomorrow, they're probably not going to drink for another two weeks. Right. That ain't going to be my story, man. Yeah. I'm going to end up being a fuck up. I don't want to. I love it when I go pick up Wyatt's Wyatt from school, yeah. and I, all the moms are there, and I walk in, fucking 180 fucking some pounds hard, fucking, I'm a badass, dude, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I can tag any of y'all here, right, <laughs> just because I'm a normal guy, and I can, you know, I'm Wyatt's dad, and people know Wyatt, and they know me, and I, I like I said, I can go to Cub Scout meetings, and I can go to plays, and I can watch shit, and yeah. not have to be embarrassed anymore, I mean, that just, it makes me emotional, because I just... I get to that place sometimes where I, I just am so happy that I get those experiences, but it's frustrating because because the alcohol still sometimes is like we're over here though, and I, and my mind is like, are you? Yeah. You know, like well you are. Well maybe I'll take a step or two over in that direction, you know. And that's when you guys can be aware, right? So I don't know. So go. I guess to answer the question about my parents too, and that's just. They're incredibly supportive, yeah. but I think they did it and they let it go, right? And I just need to come to grips with that's just the way this works, right? right? I don't have, they live in California. I'm not going to see them very yeah. often. And goes. why talk? I mean, it's great to talk to them, but I'm not, 
Maybe it's a guy thing too. Maybe. It could be. And maybe I don't know. you know, because my wife will talk to her mom all the time. Jesus, my wife talks to her mom for two hours. It's like we just saw her all the time. This weekend, it was like three days ago. What do you have to talk about? It's amazing. Constantly. I can't talk to anybody for three hours. No. I'm surprised you and I have been talking that long. <laughs> I can't do that. Now, do you still feel the that kind of pressure? Not necessarily to be the life of the party, but do you have like a, any kind of social anxiety no, to get to, around all. people? Not at all. I have it at all. I mean, I have. I am a little bit afraid of being around alcohol. Yeah. Like, I'm a little bit afraid about that. Like I just don't. Annie and Jason had a party at the beginning of the summer for uh, the Lombard. Uh, parade, whatever. I went to their house, and their front table in their kitchen was just inundated with alcohol. Yeah. And there's just every name it, it was there. Yeah. And I was like, slowly back back away. You know, I was like, I can't be in. So I'm like, so I don't feel any pressure to be the life of the party. In fact, I gravitate away from that. Like yeah. if I if I see myself becoming life of the party, then I I'm falling into old behaviors and. That's not good, yeah. right? And and too much pressure. I'm too old now to be like I don't need to be the life of this party, yeah. right? Like, if you want to do something where I can demonstrate my skills, like if you want to go shoot hoops or whatever or whatever, like those a whole bunch of guys are gonna play a game of horse, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win this <laughs> game, and then we'll be okay. Everyone will be alright with that. Right. But I but when it comes into like doing everything, I'm just not. So I don't have social anxiety or, at all. But I mean, I. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't still slightly uncomfortable. Like there's a little bit of a just you know, just whatever. Just I'm not, I'm just not connected, right? Because I am a little bit weirded out by that. But I've been real good about not putting myself in situations where I'm gonna be by myself. Yeah. Like if I know I'm gonna go to a party, like for example, like if we were in a show again and we were going to a cast party, I'd be like, "You're going, right, Nick?" And you're like, "Yep, I'm going." Like, well then you gotta chill with me. And you're like, and you can drink beer, fine, but just chill with me and. Friends would be like, I'm on, I got your back, bro. Not right. a problem, right? right. I'm not gonna bolt on you, you know that kind of thing. So I don't go unless there's somebody that knows my story, knows how how incredibly strong I feel about this. Because yeah. I'm just gonna go there by myself, and I'm on my, I'm, it ain't gonna work out well. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, just I'm just gonna be uncomfortable. So I don't go without Johanna. I don't go without other friends that are gonna know my story, right? Yeah. So, or I just, or I go for like a short period of time. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to be in the situation, and that's. And I'll tell you, Nick, that's gone away. I mean, that's that's totally different now than it was nine months ago. No you know, where, yeah, where I'd be like, I'd go there, and like, I got ten minutes, and I'm out. Yeah. Right now, I'm like, I'll go, but like after some time, I'm I'm bored. Right. You know, like, like it's eleven thirty at night. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I gotta go to bed. I'm asleep. Yeah, I'm falling asleep. Yeah. I can't do this. Right. Yeah. And I'm not overly entertained anymore. Right. Sure. I've had my fill of food. Everyone's drinking more. They want to do their stuff. I can't do that. Yeah. Right. So, um, you seem uh, really happy, man. I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm really, really happy. Things are going well. Yeah, and, and it's weird because I'm, I, the past two weeks, I was just pulling even more of my hair out. Yeah. But I, <laughs> and I told myself this morning when I pulled in, I just a little park that I pray at and kind of meditate in the morning. I was like, it's all right. So Nick's coming today at 10. You'll do your thing with Nick. That's great. And then you got nothing going on. Like, this is it, man. Yeah. Like, this is the end of my fucking just chaos. Yeah. Of. Cool shit. Yeah. You know, not like chaos of like, oh, my thing's falling apart. No, no, man. I turned in a, you know, a 37-page paper to my doctorate program. Oh, I fit, I did my tenure evaluation. I did two play readings. I just set my thing into first folio. You know, I'm, I signed up for another race. I got, I, I've got everything ready to go to, you know, to, to go to Disneyland. I'm like, I mean, was are you all, going to Disneyland? Yeah, like in all January. Right, I missed it last yeah, time. That's I know, good. I missed all it last right. time. I know. And we're going this time. So like, all these huge projects happen at one time. But I'm, 
never got, I turned everything early. Yeah. I did everything quality work. I was able to plan my time. Nothing got fucked up. And like the, the other day I missed an appointment with my dean and uh, she, why well, did I miss it? I was late. You know, I forgot, right? And they, they called me like, are you coming? I was like, motherfucker, I <laughs> But I wrote them, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm late. Let's go. Like, I didn't freak. Like, whatever. You mad at me? What, write me up. Yeah. Right, you're going to write me up. I forgot. I Did forgot. Did you get tenure, by the way? Yeah, I've been tenured oh, since yeah, you, 2005 or whatever. Yeah. So you could do whatever the hell Do whatever you want. I want. Yeah. Right, that's the you thing, take right? take shit on this table. Totally, just yeah. dump it. I don't actually know how tenure works. <laughs> <laughs> that might get me in trouble, but maybe not. But that's the thing is that, like, I didn't care, right? So being sober, just it just gives me all these chances, right? right. It gives me all these chances as long as I, you know, Keep it one, and then I think I told you this before when we, when we met, it was like just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I just gotta worry about not drinking today. I'll not, if I wanna drink, let's drink tomorrow, right? Sure. Or let's not drink today, right? As long as it's always tomorrow, then you're never gonna Totally, drink. you're never mm-hmm. gonna drink. Right. And there's people, I was at the meeting last night, so I'm 42 years up there. You know, oh, there's shit. only one, there's one in 42 years. I'm never gonna make 42 years because I'll, maybe I could, I'll be 82 sure. years old. Sure, right? you'll, you'll, you already have the walker. Yeah, exactly. So. I've already got it. It's, in my, it's already got the tennis balls <laughs> yeah. on the bottom. I'm already really prepped to get that far. <laughs> There's just no way I want to make it to 82. There's just no possible way. My body will not hold out that long. I know that now. Bullshit. Like, you're running it's never gonna 12 last. miles. I know. But then it's now. like, but then I spend the next three days like, oh, God, oh, why did I yeah, go 12? I'm just saying. Walking like the it's gonna, Yeah, exactly. It's going to start declining. I mean, I just won't make it to 82. I'm cool with that. Sure. I would love it if I did. I think I would like it. But I don't know. Whatever. Fuck doesn't know. matter. Point is, I just don't want to drink because it keeps me, does keep me happy. Yeah. I need to do cool shit. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Right on. That's all I'll do. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. 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 Thank you.